everybody. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'm descended from a line of weenies. Are you really, Mike? No, I'm just no, kidding. <laughs> act- actually, no. My grandfather served in World War II. Um, oh, he was a pretty okay. tough guy. My parents were um, no pushovers either. So, no, I definitely was not descended from a line of weenies. Darkwing is, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, my family's all military, too, from my great-grandfather, my grandfather. I got three uncles. Uh, my my dad was in the military. I was in the military. Uh, I got two cousins who are currently in the military. So I have a military family. Though. I only think of maybe two people who actually served during a war, though. My dad, my grandfather, and my dad did. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. my grandfather, like I said, in World War Two. Okay, yeah, my dad was Desert Storm, and I think my grandfather was Vietnam. Oh, okay. You see the uh, you see the age gap. Like, yeah. Right there. <laughs> well, my grandmother was a war bride. Okay. Yeah, they they met during World War II when okay. he was in England, and that's where she was living. She's she was English. Oh. Ah, so they maybe... met in England, and then she moved back to the states with him, and they got married. Hmm. Okay. Maybe one day we can have a discussion about our family or our childhood a little bit. You know, people can learn more about us. But uh. Uh, I know there are certain things we both have that's off limits, so you know we'll have to prepare for that if we decide to do that one day. <laughs> I don't need everybody knowing everything about my life. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, let's let's uh, give everybody your address, Mike, so they can find where you live. They can stalk you, man. <laughs> it's one two three Fake Street. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay well everybody you know before we get into this uh episode um i won't be here next week for our recording uh what episodes next week mike revenge of the return of the brain teasers 2 i think it's one of your all-time favorite episodes right uh i think you're telling an <laughs> april fool's joke very early or very late <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i won't be here because i'm heading to pensacon next week i will be there three days but i would actually be in pensacola for four days um i'm going because the voice of mickey will be there uh the voice of ahsoka tano will be there from uh, star wars clone wars um ernie reyes jr donatello from uh ninja turtles and he was also kino right yes kino okay yeah i didn't care for him as kino though i didn't i I take him or leave him yeah, but I love Ernie Reyes Jr.'s in other movies like Surf Ninjas and uh, The Last Dragon. Uh, he, I think he was in Rush Hour 2. Are there any pops of him that you can get signed? Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got the Donatello pop from the movie. I actually have that one. Oh, from the movie? Okay, well, that, that that's perfect then, isn't it? Yeah, he wasn't the voice of Donatello. He was the guy in the suit. Oh, uh, okay. That was yeah. Corey, Corey Feldman in the first yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the one in the suit, though, actually doing all the fighting. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, who else was uh, – the one guy I really wanted to be there just canceled, though. He was the voice of Grimlock. I cannot think of his name right now uh, for all my Transformer guys or women. Uh, he was the voice of Grimlock in the cartoon. Uh, me, Grimlock. That was him. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. the. Uh, for all the times we've mentioned Transformers on this podcast, you think I'd at least remember – yeah i'm a big transformers guy um so that's all i have going on this upcoming week besides work mike you have anything coming up with you no not really things have actually finally been quiet around here um my birthday as of this recording is in a week so that should be fun um turning 50 right yeah sure okay (laughs) uh minus eight (laughs) 
um things like i said things have just been quiet it's actually kind of nice um may's almost over which is that's kind of crazy halfway over i should say um not ready to go back to conventions and stuff yet i hope to be able to do that kind of stuff more soon um but thank you for finally sending me that poster with Michael Bell, Terry McGovern, Jim Cummings, and Katie Lee's autographs on there. You started that for me over a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just Jim's autograph that I was missing on there, man. And I was supposed to get that done last year. Yeah, but he he uh, the corona thing canceled that event for you, though. Yeah, that was canceled completely, so it waited almost a year. Um, Got to get that thing framed. All right. So last thing, Mike, before we get into this episode, um, uh, I finally saw season one of The Mandalorian. I'm going to start season. Oh, I I really liked it. I really did. Good, right? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I finished uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. uh, Is it one season? Is it only six episodes? That's all I saw on there. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't a very long season. Okay, but I enjoyed it. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we, we enjoyed it, too. We're looking forward to Loki. Oh yeah, Loki. You know, I, I'm gonna try WandaVision again, man. Um, Did you never finished it, right? No, I couldn't get past. Uh, I think episode three is where I stopped. I just was not into it, man. Uh, well, but I, d- don't bother with episodes one and two. You already saw them. Yeah. Why don't you just go to episode four and start from there? <laughs> okay. So yeah, I got that. Um, that Mighty Ducks. I that thing is trash to me. I, I don't like it at all. Um, yeah, you know my, what, wife my, is, my wife is currently watching it, but I have no nostalgic attachment for, to that move, those movies, so mm-hmm. I have no opinion one way or the other. Mike, I don't, I don't know if this is a hoarder move of mine. Um, I own something. It's you know one of those Darkwing pins. It's the the video game one with um uh, Duck, not the one with Quacker Jack. Right, right. What about it? Uh, I already own that one, and I always see it for like twenty dollars and up. You know, you know when I'm looking at Darkwing pins to see what else is out there right now. Yeah. Um, but I saw one on Macari for six bucks, and then it was like three dollars shipping. Wow. Um, I just it bought could be a bootleg or something. No, no, no. I I just bought it. I hope it ain't bootleg, but I I bought it. Was that stupid of me to buy it even though I don't need it? Just because I saw it so cheap. It's I guess it's kind of hard to pass up something that that's that cheap. Mm-hmm. So, eh, you can always resell it. Yeah, but. Uh... Or maybe I'd do it as a giveaway on in our page or something. I don't know. Hey, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was we, just something we, we I, need I more stuff for that. Okay, I actually got more stuff coming up for that, man. Um, we got the Funkoverse. Uh, uh Tammy Letterer do- donated a Negatron Funko Pop and uh one of the Boom comics. I think it was number six. She donated. Nice. Yeah, and then you know I got all those other Funko Pops still uh, for giveaways and a couple other Darkwing stuff and uh, the Terry autograph. All right. Yeah, so we got a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, enough stalling. Uh, what episode we got today, Mike? Inherit the Wimp. Uh, the second episode of ABC Season 2. Okay. And these are not in the same order that's on Disney+, Plus, correct? Yeah, really weird. I don't know what's going on with Disney Plus's order. It's funny how the syndicated Disney Afternoon episodes are all in air date order, mm-hmm. but the two ABC episodes are completely mixed up. It's like there's no order in particular. It's not production order, and it isn't air date order. Um, I don't know what what's up with that, but yeah. So if you're following along, you can't follow the Disney Plus order. Follow our order. That's the air date order. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, Mike, we're doing Inherit the Wimp. What's our production air date? Um, Saturday, September 19th, 1992, and it was 80th by production number. 
Eighties. Woo! It's way We're back in the eighties. <laughs> We're in the eighties. We're almost done. Yeah, it's way <laughs> back there, man. Oh man. <laughs> I can't believe we're that close to the end. Yeah. Oh. All right. So who's our story editor and our writer? Our story editor is Tad. And our writer is Gordon Bresick. This is the only the second one he did. Mm-hmm. Uh the first one was Slime Okay, You're Okay. Um, and this he's got one more to go as story editor before he's done. None of the episodes he worked on are really my favorites. I'm not a big fan of this one. How about you? Uh, this one's okay. It's okay to me. It's you know it's it's all right. Like very talky. Like the last episode. It's mm-hmm. got some it's got some points in its favor. I like that Megavolt's in it. Mm-hmm. Although it's nowhere near my favorite Megavolt episode. But oh I'm no no I wouldn't go that far now. No, I'm glad he's in it though. <laughs> I'm glad yeah, he's you... in it. Mm-hmm. And um, animation we've got Han Ho Huang up again. Okay. Um. Kind of boring animation. The characters stay on model really well. They look great. But mm-hmm. the animation itself is kind of boring. Nothing really exciting happens visually. There's a couple of good, decent moments here and there. Okay. But they also there's also a very big animation mistake that happens at least three times in this episode. Um, you caught one. There's two I others. One. <laughs> I'll point them out when it actually starts to happen. But um, it isn't in the character animation. It's It has something to do with the backgrounds. So mm-hmm. I'll mention it when it gets close to one of those scenes. Um, and it's it's okay. I preferred Sun Wu when Monsters Are Us compared to this. Uh, but it's okay. Were there any scenes that jumped out at you for any reason besides the mistakes? Uh, the one one scene really popped to me, and I, I can say it now because this is at the very beginning. It's when he's doing his entrance at the beginning and he's on the billboard. They used a lot of that in the new intro. Mm-hmm. So they must have really liked it. it. Yeah, it starts off good visually. I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, since we're already talking about it, we might as well just start talking about how the episode starts. All right, let's go ahead and get into this episode. We start off with Darkwing narrating, and he jumps. He starts off with an entrance right away, but it's not a full Darkwing entrance. Go for it, Mike. Yeah, he's not talking about himself in the first person. He's saying he is the eraser that rubs out the typos of crime, and then he says he is, and then all of a sudden. His outfit changes to Drake, and he says, Gosselin's dad. Gosselin's <laughs> dad? And it, it turns out this isn't actually happening. He's reading a report Goslin wrote for her English class. Yeah. And yeah, he, he's upset that uh, she's writing on her assignment that Darkwing's her father. He, he She's giving up the identity. Yeah. He's like, you can't tell the whole world I'm Darkwing Duck. And she's like, I'm not going to tell the whole world. Just the kids <laughs> in my English class. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, he kind of comes up with an idea. He suggested that she does uh, on her dead relatives, right? Yeah, on her, on his old ancestors. Obviously, the ones that are all dead. And um, my, I, there is a great line. I love this line. Me too. <laughs> Drake asks her, "How would you like to meet a few?" And Goslin says, "It depends on how you mean that." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she she says something about um the dead ones are not cooperative. Yeah, they're not cooperative. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious too. Oh man, so we get Darkwing and he wants to show her the family tree. And uh, first up, we get Webwolf the Barbarian. Right. So they have to go up to the tower for this, and they're going through his book, his ancestor's book. Yes, mm-hmm. the first ancestor he shows her is Webwolf. Um, during this sequence when they're flipping through the book. None of the ancestors are seen talking, but as we mentioned, I'll just tell you who voiced them. 
Um, Webwolf is voiced by Terry McGovern. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I thought it was Jim, but I think the more I listen to it, the more I'm, I'm sure it's Terry. I think so, too. Um, so Webwolf, he kind of looks like Launchpad. He has the same kind of build, a huge beak, um, has a wolf skin around his neck. Um, he, According to Darkwing, he invented the wheel. Yep, and Gosling wants some royalties from that. <laughs> yeah, royalties on something like the wheel, she says. Yeah. Um, and then the next ancestor was Sir Sir Mallard Quackmore, uh, a knight from the the Duck Ages. Darkwing says. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the dragon he fights is the same one from Quack of Ages? Oh, he did look familiar, man. Oh. There is a damsel in distress in this scene who talks. But I don't know who voiced her because there's no other female in the credits except for Christine. It doesn't sound like her, though. So I don't have any intel on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, she, she only said one line, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. But Mallard Quackmore is voiced by a guest voice actor in this episode. It's Roddy McDowell, who, yeah, I know I said voice actor. He wasn't really a voice actor. Um, he was born in 1928. He died in 98 at the age of 70 from cancer. But he had a very, very long career. He was born in England before moving over to the U.S. He started acting at the age of 10. Mm. And he was in all sorts of movies and TV shows. If you look at his IMDb, there's almost 300 separate credits. Um, um, some of his um, acting were in the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, the, okay. The 60s and 70s ones, not the newer ones. Um, he wasn't alive at that point. Um there is a little bit of voice acting, especially towards the end. Um, this role in Darkwing Duck was his first Disney role. Um, then Warner Brothers got a hold of him. He was the Mad Hatter in the Batman animated series. Hey. And he was also Snowball, uh, Brain's arch enemy from Pinky and the Brain. Actually, his last role was in the 1998 uh, Godzilla cartoon uh, before he passed away. Um, so you're really... Really famous actor. I kind of like mm-hmm. him as Mallard Quackmore. He's got a he's got a pretty interesting voice. I I like him. How mm-hmm. about you? Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. And the last ancestor is Quack Mallardson, who is also known as the Whitling Kid. So we're back in like the um the old West. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know there was a Toon Disney edit here? No. The, the, the gunplay scene as he's firing the guns at the two outlaws that was completely gone on Toon Disney. Uh, so but as Disney Plus showed it though with all the bullets and stuff. Yeah, my yeah, okay. bullet cuts from Darkwing introducing him to him blowing the smoke off his gun. It's cut out completely. Okay. Um, as this is happening, we didn't mention the Darkwing accidentally breaks the cross differential axle binding on the Thunderquack, so Launchpad has to get a new one. Where does he go to get one? The time top. Didn't your heart break when we got a reference to Quacker Jack, but we didn't see him. Yeah, that, oh, that sucks so bad. Darkwing <laughs> says his name. Yep. <laughs> the last reference to Quacker Jack we're ever going to get. He mentions him just that one time. Oh, man, don't break my heart, Mike. I know. I really wanted him to show up this season, too. Yeah. And so Launchpad is in the time top trying to get this axle binding, and the lights and seeing canards start to flicker. And when that happens, Will, who do you think is the culprit? It's got to be Megavolt. <laughs> I remember after watching Monsters R Us, when he mentioned Megavolt, I was like, yes, Megavolt's back. I was so happy. <laughs> um, so Launchpad falls into the time top and gets stuck in stuck in the past. Yeah, he goes back to ancient Rome. Yes, he returns as Launchpadius McQuackus. <laughs> I, I do like that Launchpad 
claims to having gone for three years, which is just funny for Darkwing and Goslin. It's like two minutes, but Launchpad's been gone so long. He jumps out. He's so happy to see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, could you imagine like losing three years of your life like that? Yeah, but Darkwing didn't even care because he's like, we got something to do right before you left. Let's get back into it. <laughs> As I said three years ago, let's get dangerous. <laughs> but Goslin can't come. Yeah, she's not allowed to come. She's got to do her homework. But then she takes a look at the time top and she gets an idea. Yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> no. Um, so I do like this. They're flying through the city in the Thunderquack and Launchpad's oh. talking about what happened when he was stuck in the past. That's and hilarious. He men- <laughs> and, he men- and he mentions all there, were, all there were were statues. Everywhere you look, statues. But what does Darkwing see when he looks at the street? Everybody looks like a statue. <laughs> yeah, Launchpad's oblivious to it, but Darkwing notices it. Everyone's, they're all stiff and they all look kind of like a drained of color. Yeah. No one's moving. Yeah. And then, oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, Will. Go ahead. I was just going to say, then we get Megavolt and he's talking Five to plate. a light bulb in the fridge. Yeah, he keeps opening and closing the door, and he's like, you are in the dark, aren't you? (laughs) His love of light bulbs has returned. Yeah. And then, uh, is it a salesman that approaches him? Yes, it's got to be a salesman. He shows up and asks what Megavolt's doing, and, you know, he tells Megavolt, uh, you've got some nerve. And Megavolt's like, no, I've got yours. And he pulls out this gun, which isn't named, but we'll call it the, um, what do you want to call this gun, Will? Um, nervous energy drainer. Yeah, sure. The nervous energy drainer. He zaps <laughs> the guy with it, sucks out his nervous energy, and the guy becomes a statue. Um, so that's what Megavolt's doing here. He's zapping everyone's nervous energy with his gun and making who do you, them. Who, who, who do you think voiced the salesman? Maybe it was Neil Ross. You think it was Neil Ross? Okay. Doesn't sound like Terry or Dan or Jim. Yeah, it definitely didn't sound like them. So it must have been Neil Ross. Okay. You know when these you know when these episodes if they get Neil or or Scott Bullock or someone for something they always use them again in a dif- in a different character they yeah. get them they gotta use them so I'm pretty sure that was Neil Ross. Okay. So what happens next, Will? Um, he uh okay he freezes the salesman everyone seems to not be moving and then Darkwing shows up. Darkwing does show up and immediately grabs uh, Megavolt tosses him in a trash can. Megavolt does get a shot off. Darkwing, you know, it ducks and it misses Darkwing, but who does it hit? It hits LP. So Launchpad spends the rest of the episode as a statue. Poor yep. Launchpad. <laughs> yep. And then uh, all of a sudden, Megavolt's turned into a wheel. Yep. And thrown aside, it's Goslin. She has arrived with all three of Darkwing's ancestors. Yep. The family map. I wonder why she picked those three because. When he named them earlier in the episode, he said great, 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 great grandfather. There was like 10, 15 greats. So why she skipped so many, you know? Well, who knows? Maybe they seem like the coolest ones to Goslin, I guess. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious, though, like how many greats he said, and then like she picked those three, you know? So they decide to have a meal at the food court, and where are they having lunch? It was like a hamburger hippo in the mall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hamburger hippo at the food court. Yeah. So Darkwing wants to send them home. He reminds her, you know, if they're if they're not in their time, there won't be a Darkwing in my time. 
I, I do like this scene where Wilbolf grabs an entire hamburger carton and all and eats it. Yeah. And then Gosling holds on to her hamburger like, well, he's not eating mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we find out the time top's been destroyed, too. Yeah, um, what was it? Quackmore mentions that uh, Webwolf didn't like that and smashed it with his club. Yeah. So the problem is the only person who can fix it is Launchpad, but Launchpad's a statue, mm-hmm. and they can't help Launchpad without getting Megavolt. Yeah. And then, you know, Darkwing's telling his family they, they can hang out at the headquarter, but Gosling starts suggesting they can help him fight crime, though. Darkwing kind of is into the idea because he doesn't know what's about to happen. Yeah. Uh, because Megavolt shows up again. He comes back up the elevator, and Darkwing realizes all of his ancestors are complete losers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Webwolf, uh it looks like Webwolf can actually do this. Like he's strong. He could beat the he could beat the crap out of Megavolt if he wanted to. The problem with Webwolf, he's distracted by anything round. Yeah. Whenever he sees a wheel or a ball, he stops what he's doing and he goes roundy, roundy, round ski. <laughs> over and over. This is what Webwolf does. He's he can't get the job done. Because he's obsessed with wheels. Yeah, and he can fight. He can fight though, but he has the mind of like a five-year-old, you know. <laughs> basically, and Quackmore is just a clumsy fool. And it turns out Mallardson does didn't actually use guns. He actually just whittled things out of wood. Yeah. He whittles he whittles wooden guns because if he had a real gun, someone could get hurt. Yep. So they compl- they cannot do anything to save the day. They're they're worthless. Yeah. So you know we got Megavolt. Um, he he shoots his energy right, the the uh, nervous energy drainer. That's what I'm gonna go with it. Um, yeah, he shoots it. Darkwing ducks again. Megavolt falls into the elevator. The 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 energy ray bounces back, hits the elevator, kills the power, and Megavolt falls all the way down the elevator shaft. And then for mm-hmm. some reason, Darkwing says, "Let's just leave Megavolt here. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> For no reason, they could have gone down there and gotten the gun. Instead, Darkwing's like, we better leave Megavolt here. And he walks away, and this is the first shot. As he's walking past his ancestors, they're still in the mall, but the background is the hideout. Yeah, that's what the first time I caught it. Well, that's the only time I noticed it, Mike. It's going to happen a few more times during the climax when they put the wrong background in. Okay. And so they do go back. They go back to the hideout. Um, then what happens? Well, Darkwing, he, he's lost faith in his genetics. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and Goblin realizes the ancestors aren't in the book anymore. The, yeah. the pictures are there, but they're not in them. Back to the future reference. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> they don't do a lot with it, but it's implied that if they don't do something soon, Darkwing mm-hmm. will not exist anymore. And I love how Darkwing tries to process it. He goes, well, if a man shoots his grandfather, and then he realizes how screwed he is. Yeah. And then uh, he he learns of the Mallard curse that he yes, didn't know Quackmore about. Yes, mentions it. Yeah, everybody in his family has been cursed to mediocrity, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But uh, Darkwing decides, you know, maybe they're not born heroes, but maybe he could turn them into heroes. He makes an attempt, yeah, but it's still pretty sad because Webwolf is still playing with the ball, roundy, roundy, round ski, and um, and Mallardson falls asleep, and Quackmore is just all clumsy, tripping all over the place, and 
it's just it's not happening. Darkwing goes, maybe they're having a rough life. <laughs> yeah, instead of instead of a rough day. <laughs> and um I mean it seems like, you know, Webwolf is a they could work with Webwolf, but when again Webwolf sees um a top that Mallardson makes and just throws Darkwing to the ground, and mm-hmm. that's when Darkwing says, I'm cursed, I'm descended from a line of weenies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then we get a cutscene, right? Mega votes at uh, Hamburger Hippo. Yeah, the the actual Hamburger Hippo, the actual store. Again, he's talking to a light bulb in the fridge, but this time apparently the light bulb was giving him an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, care to say it to my face? Yeah, and then uh, it kind of transitions to Darkwing. He's in the rat catcher uh, with the family. Yeah, they um they're searching out Mega Vault. They find him pretty quickly, but once again, everyone is useless. Yeah. They can't. They can't do a single thing to help. And then for some, because they have um the lunch trays with them. They found mm-hmm. out it was the one thing that could block Megavolt's gun. Um, but for some reason, Darkwing is so frustrated he slams himself over the head with the tray, like yep. for no reason. He just he slams himself with it. And Megavolt goes, um, what is it? Relatives of yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then Darkwing gets shot with the gun. Yeah, he shot. Uh. Gosselin, she's finally upset with the family, and she begins to think that she can train them. Yeah, but she's still, it's still completely hopeless, because once again, she's got Megavolt's picture on a round target, but as soon as Webwolf sees that, it's the whole roundy, roundy, round ski thing again. Yeah. Uh, it's She can't do it, but by now, Megavolt has gotten enough nervous energy to power every light in St. Canard. He has it powered into this gigantic red light bulb um the lights are so powerful even when the doors are closed you can see the lights are on um so megavolt's really enjoying this and darkwing is a bird feeder out on the balcony mm-hmm. <laughs> at least you won't be lonely <laughs> yeah yeah so you know megavolt has control of the city every light in saint canard and uh the family they have an entrance mike yes so goslin has each of them come in they all have an entrance um, so first, so quack, uh, who's the first one? Mallardson says, we are the splinters. You just can't tweeze. And one thing I didn't mention, Mallardson, after almost every single thing he says, he says, I reckon. Um, I reckon. so he says it after that. After a while, I did get tired of the fact that he says, I reckon after everything. Um, and then Quackmore says, we are the rust spots in the armor of crime. And then Webwolf goes, we, we. We bad. We bad. <laughs> we bad. Um, there's a cut to Goslin right after um, Quackmore says what he says, mm-hmm. and there's a wrong background again. It's the hideout behind Goslin. Oh, I didn't catch that one. Uh, yep. Yeah. It comes and goes really quick, but you can you can tell if you're looking for it. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can catch it after we finish this up. So, uh, um, yeah, so, so we get a fight. Webwolf yeah. throws a couple of giant spools of cable at Megavolt. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, does Megavolt do? He turns on the magnet. Yeah, so that does nothing. Yeah. But when Megavolt is about to shoot Goslin with a nervous energy gun, which again, they cut to Megavolt and there's the wrong background behind him. Ah, I didn't catch that one either, Mike. So third time's a charm or th- three strikes and you're out, Hanho. Um, <laughs> but it turns out the gun is actually made of wood. Mallardson yeah. whittled him a, a wooden gun. He did a really good job and fast, too. <laughs> yeah, he is really fast at that. And then Quackmore comes in, you know, with his lance. 
<laughs> Megavolt, you know, hits the ground with electricity. Quackmore pole vaults and lands right into the giant light bulb. Yeah. And then when that happens, like all the energy is released and everyone starts moving again. You can see the like the red hitting everybody in the streets. It hits Darkwing, hits all the people in the street. It hits Launchpad, who <laughs> checks his watch and says, anybody got the right century? <laughs> <laughs> Launchpad's not having a good day. Um, but, okay, so Megavolt, you know, he says, you know, you can't break me. And then Darkwing shows up with the actual uh, nervous energy gun. And what does Darkwing do? He shoots Megavolt with it. He hits him right in the butt. Yep. <laughs> the Megavolt's pose Megavolt did, man. <laughs> yeah, like leaning over his shoulder, like who just pinched my butt? <laughs> that's, the exact, <laughs> that's the exact pose he's in. It kind of um, reminds me of Deadpool's uh, pose. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, just like going nowhere fast, they make Megavolt into a statue for pigeons to poop on, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least he won't be lonely. Yeah. And then uh, what happens? Uh, LP, he starts fixing the time top, right? He fixes it so everyone can go home. Launchpad says it'll drop everyone off and it'll zap right back here. Yeah. But then uh, Gosling gets some bad news after everybody takes off. She still has to do her report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then so- Darkwing just shrugs at the camera like, oh, well. Yep. And uh, <laughs> one thing that is in- one thing that's in- interesting, Darkwing says, you know, um, everything will be the same as it was when you left, but then um, Quackmore says, not quite, because now we're going back with the knowledge that we can be heroes, and we're yeah. proud of the Mallard name. Mm-hmm. And then what is it? Mallardson gives Goslin a whittled statue of herself. Yep. Which that is, was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And then they go back, and uh, we're going to see the time top one more time at the very end of the series, last episode, so we yeah. haven't seen the last of it. Ugh. <laughs> I know, I know. I miss Quacker Jack too. I miss Bushroot too. It's just, it's, it is what it is. And uh, that is Inherit the Wimp, not Inherit the Wind. That's where the title came from. I don't know if you've heard of that play in that movie, Inherit the Wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where the title came from. So that's Inherit the Wimp. And um, what do you think, Will? What is your score for this one? Uh, I know you're not a big fan of this one. I'm okay with it. Um, ah. I don't want to say it's average either. It's slightly below average, but it is doable for me. So I'm going to go go 2.0. Okay. That is my score too. Um, I think Monsters R Us was a little, was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think it was more entertaining and the Sun War animation was better. And I like the characters in it more. This again has a lot of dialogue. The characters that keep going back to the hideout to do the exact same thing over and over again. Um, the I reckon and roundy roundy roundski stuff happening like every five seconds does get a little tiring. Um, it's great to have Megavolt back, but I don't think this is one of his better ones. He's not memorable. Like he's not really all that entertaining. He has a couple of fun bits of dialogue and some fun scenes, but I think this is my least favorite Megavolt appearance of all time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just a villain. Like he's not fun in this one. Really. He doesn't do anything all that fun. Um, it's he, all right, you know, you know it's... He, he's all right to me in this episode. You know, like you said, it's not his best, but no. I don't think it's terrible of him. Uh, I wish Launchpad didn't get frozen so early in the episode, but I, it makes sense to freeze him, because if he's not frozen, then they just fix the time top and the other family members are gone. 
but yeah, they have because, to freeze him. It makes it makes sense. Yeah, because he's hilarious. This whole episode from when he's fixing the uh, thunderquack. Remember, that's how he starts off the episode. He's fixing the thunderquack, and uh, then he's working on the time top, and then he leaves. He comes back three years later, and then he's just talking about there's no pizza in Rome, and uh, all he saw was statues, 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 and more statues. Everything's a statue. Like I do like when we're introduced to him. He's under the thunderquack fixing it, and mm-hmm. he says the thunderquack should be good as new. And then the wings fall off, and he's like, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, LP is hilarious in this episode. So it kind of takes away when he gets frozen so early, you know? Uh, and I I do like how Goslin really takes charge after Darkwing's frozen. Mm-hmm. Like, she really does help save the day. Yeah, she does. Um, that, That's what I'm saying. To me, it, it's, it's a decent episode. It's decent. Uh, it's... Mm, not a superior episode. I I wouldn't skip it if I was binge watching though. I I wouldn't skip this episode. I think I think if it had aired during the Disney afternoon season, I think it'd be notable as the one that's like, yeah, Darkwing's ancestors. This one's fun. Mm-hmm. But I feel like buried amongst ABC season two with so much stuff we're getting this season that's very eh. It doesn't help the episode. Okay. That to me, that's my opinion of it. You know, I'm so biased because I, I lived this season and I wasn't thrilled with it. So it's hard <laughs> to it's hard to get past those biases. But okay. I am happy Megavolt's in it. You okay. know, it's it's all right. All right. So we don't have a villain to rate, correct? Nope. No one to rate. Okay. All right. And uh, again, Mike, uh, we said it earlier. Uh, what episodes ne- uh, next week? Revenge of the Return of the Brain Teasers 2, featuring the return of the Alien Hats. I know you're not a really big fan of those guys, um, but it'll be nice to get Rob Paulson again. And the Muddlefoots are back. Mm-hmm. Um, Honker, Herb, and Binky all come back. Um, the first of three consecutive Honker episodes. After that, he's done. So um, we'll get a lot of Honker for a little bit before he goes away. So it's it'll be an interesting discussion. Um, I'm sorry you won't be on it, but I'm glad you'll be somewhere else having fun. <laughs> so who who's gonna be our guest next week? Who's gonna be there I think with you? I think we're inviting Bill Yudesky back. He did say he wanted to do it. It's not 100% finalized, but I think that's how who we've got. Um, mm-hmm. and he's always great discussing these shows. So this should be a good time, okay, even if it's yeah. an episode I don't like that much. It should be a good discussion. Yeah, I got to do something with Bill and Owen, man. Um, Mike, they called me out on one of our Zoom chats, man. <laughs> you haven't called... done something solo with them yet, yeah. Yeah, they called me out and they said they they they're mad. That they were they were on me hard for like a good fifteen minutes. They were they were giving it to me. Well, uh, I know you have plans. I know yeah, you I have got, plans. So I got I already got a plan in motion with Owen. Um, with Bill, I have an idea, but I haven't pitched it to him yet. Uh, I know. Ah. Yeah, I got an idea, so uh, it, it's gonna come to him soon. He, he'll, Bill, it'll come before you hear this episode. <laughs> okay, uh, I hope yeah. by the time this one drops, you'll have recorded these already. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see. Um, if not, they'll, they'll be later or something. Uh, I really like the idea I got with Owen. I, he, him, and uh, I got another uh, possibly another guest on that one, but. He definitely, they both uh, definitely called me out, so we'll get that emotion going. But uh, and, my and if, oh, these, and if, the, and if these uh, flash quacks or whatever you're planning on doing drop before this one drops, sorry we're boring you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So uh, Mike, for uh, for the people who are tuning in for the first time, where can they find us at? 
Um, everywhere, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Or if you want, you can just watch us on YouTube. Mm, okay. Will, do you have any shout outs tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out to people uh, who've been, you know, commenting pretty much on, on our uh, Facebook group, not our Facebook page, but our group. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Evan Carroll, Gary Riddle, um, our boy Dominic. Oh man, he told me how to pronounce his last name. I screwed that up. Contando. Um, Contando. It could be that. Uh, Rack Hurst. Um, I had a few of them. Uh, Katie H. Uh, Tony Good. Uh, I'm just scrolling through. I'm looking at Jeremy Van Ripper. Um, and we'll do one more. Megan Bigelow. Can I mention something super funny about YouTube? That when Dirty Something dropped on YouTube, there were like no comments for it at all. Really? Oh, <laughs> dirty, bad, huh? dirty Something. It was Of all the episodes, of course, it was Dirty Something. No one had anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> and neither did we. Dang, that bad, huh, Mike? Well, you know how I feel about that one. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, y'all. You know, uh, next week, you know, tune in uh, with Mike and possibly Bill or maybe another guest. But I, I won't be there because I will be at Pensacon. Um, for everybody, just uh, stay dangerous. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Roundy, roundy, roundy. <laughs>